How do we show authentic appreciation in the workplace? In what ways can we avoid getting it wrong? We're exploring those questions with Dr. Paul White, author of The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, who joins us this morning. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. It is an honor to have you with us. This is one of those uh, conversations that really is important. Uh, We think, you know, we've got to work on our relationship with our significant others and our spouses. We've got to work on the relationships with our friends. But we also have to really put forth effort for the relationships at work, too, don't we? Absolutely. And, you know, that's where most of us spend our uh, waking hours. And so uh, it's an important context to pay attention to. So... You have an article on learning how others don't want to be shown appreciation. So let's avoid some of these mistakes this morning by just digging into what are some ways that fall flat when it comes to showing appreciation. Yeah, well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, words of affirmation in the workplace is the the language of appreciation that uh, the majority of people choose. It's about 45% of all employees, so it's less than half but it's still a big group. And so we use words a lot, but one of the phrases that sometimes we're taught really doesn't work well is good job. And the reason it doesn't work well is because it's really vague, generic. Anybody Mm -hmm. can say it doesn't take any time or thought. And we actually did a poll uh, for people that are on our newsletter, about 80,000 people or so. And that was one of the main phrases people don't want to hear. And so it's really important when you're giving praise verbally to be as specific as you can, and, and that way it will be viewed more uh, genuine than just, uh, you know, sort of a platitude. Let's the uh, person that you're saying it to know that you actually have paid attention to what they've done, and you are actually appreciative of the work, not just a quick general, I'm saying this because I have to. Right, exactly. Yeah. So what are some other areas that we need to focus on? Because that's fascinating. Well, you know, quality time is actually the second most chosen. It's about 26% of employees. Um, And um, there's actually a generational difference that uh, for those of us that are older, and I include myself in that group, um, quality time, that sort of focused attention from your manager or supervisor, either be able to uh, ask them some questions and learn or share some observations. But for younger workers, Quality time is really about peer and collegial relationships. So Hmm. I tell older managers, just because you have a team member that has quality time as their main language of appreciation doesn't mean they want time with you. Uh, You may be (laughs) great, but uh, (laughs) they want to hang out with their friends. And so you can just Ah. uh, miss miss the mark on that. That is very interesting. I want to explore that a little bit because what if your quality time is interrupted by the person that you're spending time with getting a phone call how yeah. does that sit well if you know if you spent the special time with this person or you know i'm going to spend right. i want to hear what you think about these things and then they get a phone call and all of a sudden they're off doing something else good yeah, question it, it that's actually one of the ways to sort of torpedo quality time is it? it's those distractions and whether that's you know typing on your computer or looking at your cell phone or taking a call uh if if it is that individual focus attention you just need to stay with that, and uh, otherwise it really sends the message that they aren't that important to you. And that, and you're right. That could just, you know, you, hey, I'm going to spend some quality time, but 
in or in the general vicinity of you, but I'm not actually going to pay any attention to you. That doesn't work. That exactly. Just kind of makes yeah, it... it's, it's 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 focused attention. It's being with them. Although for for some, like for uh, uh, younger people that just want to hang out together, it can be sort of together, but it's intentionally uh, doing so versus just happenstance. One of the other things that you mentioned is acts of service. And I, I personally know an individual that if they can't do something for you, it it really upsets them. They feel they feel hurt if, if you don't give them the opportunity to do acts of service for you. How does that relate in the workspace? Well, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one because the issue is we're trying to find out what's important to the other person, right? And sometimes right. we uh, focus on our needs and our desires and need to feel um, valued and important. So acts of service is an interesting one in that it's really small things that help their day or week go better, uh, like if they're working on a time-limited project and really have to get it done, what can you do to help make that go better, whether that's answer some calls for them, answer some emails, maybe even bring in lunch so they can keep focused. So uh, and the, a common mistake for, for some people that try to help out is that they try to teach uh, the person a better way to do what they're doing. Oh, and that's yeah. not really encouraging Oof. in the moment. That may be needed, <laughs> but that's not really uh, going to show a lot of uh, support and appreciation at, at this point in time. Yeah. How about tangible gifts? I mean, gifts is a big one, too, I would think. And what yeah. kind of gifts are, are really show appreciation? The key to gifts is it's person to person. Uh, in the workplace, we've really sort of messed up gift giving that we give it from an organization to another organization, especially around the holidays. You know, you get a fruit basket from a supplier or something like that, and it doesn't really communicate much. So it's it's person to person. And also, it's the, the lowest chosen uh, um language that we assess uh it's it's about seven percent oh that is uh, so not yeah not that many people really i've had a lot of people say you know if i never hear anything complimentary if nobody stops by see how i'm doing if they don't help me out when i need help and i get a gift it just feels pretty superficial especially if the company is buying it you know so um it's it's about being personal it's about um uh knowing what they like it's it's really just getting to know the person and, and a negative way to do it is just to give everybody the same thing for people that value gifts getting the same thing as everybody else really doesn't impact them much it's sort of this is where the saying it's the thought that counts really does fit that's um, true ha- i had some funny uh stories told to me i had one guy say he thought his team was trying to to get rid of him because he was a serious type one diabetic, and they got him a box of candy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that didn't go over real well. So. <laughs> and they yeah. gave it to him because they know he would share. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, maybe. So I, I see a theme then of the most effective appreciation is personal. It sounds like. So whenever we do something as a corporation, even if they were to send words of appreciation like a a form letter Mm -hmm. saying how much they appreciate you, that's just not as effective as the one-on-one communication or relationship we have with others in the workplace. Yeah, and that's why we developed uh, our our online assessment that recently we've passed 400,000 people that have taken it. Um, and I'd be glad, you know, if people would like to see a sample report, if they just email me at yes, 
drpaul at gmail.com. I'll send him a sample report. Maybe put Quad Cities in the subject line or something like that. But um, because we found that just knowing a person's language in the workplace really only gets you part way there, that you really need those specific actions within uh, the language and from whom you even sort of identify, you know, I'd like this from my peers or I'd like this from my supervisor. So you're, uh, you're right on target that that really appreciation and is about the person and it's not solely based on performance because we have value as people, as, mm. a, as a, you know, and creation of God uh, yeah. uh, beyond performance. So we try to focus on that. Let's talk about one more area of appreciation that uh, in the work environment really is a minefield when you're trying to walk through it. Had a boss that uh, his act, uh, his way he would show appreciation, he'd grab your hand, shake it really firm, and smack you on the back. So let's talk go. about physical touch uh, in yeah. the workplace. That that's a that's an interesting area to 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 walk into. Yeah, it, it's it's one we we address and have fun with, but it's uh, physical touch is less than one percent of uh, employees' uh, primary language, and so we don't focus on a lot, but it's largely spontaneous celebration. I mean, it's a, a high five when you finish a project, maybe a fist bump when you solve a problem. It can be a congratulatory handshake, but it differs both regionally, you know, in the South, give a lot of side hugs in the Northeast, mm-hmm. you sort of nod, nod from across the room. You know, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's like, that's close enough. Um, and, and then we have, you know, yeah. subcultures, you know, our, our Hispanic uh, and, and Latin uh, friends and colleagues uh, are more physical uh, than those of us maybe from Northern European backgrounds. And so uh, not touching can feel very cold and, and sort of impersonal right. to them. So, But, you know, and I had one gal from Philadelphia. She said, yeah, uh, I have relatives that come visit from the South and they got to give me a hug and I just stand there and wait till they get it over with. But she says, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to be touched by anybody anytime. And, and we have to honor that. So. Absolutely. In fact, you bring up a great observation about something that has to do kind of with physical touch. And that is the space that you have between you and the other person. I mean, sometimes mm, right. it can be very uncomfortable to have somebody in your space. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Again, our Latin friends are uh, are more comfortable with closer uh, uh, physical space, and so sometimes it's sort of fun. You can see a, maybe uh, somebody that's from a, a Swedish background talking to somebody who's from South America, and it's almost like the South American is chasing them around the world <laughs> yeah. because the, the Swedish <laughs> is backing up. So. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So you've got to be a little careful about that. I mean, th- there probably are some clues. If the person's backing up, let sure. them back up. <laughs> sure. You know. Exactly. So that leads to a great question. With all of these different ways of showing appreciation, how do you know how to approach the other person? This is, you know, it's it, – how do you know? Yeah, it, that's that's why we developed the, the inventory and a, uh, and a code to take it comes with our book because really it's in our culture to ask somebody you know how do you want me to show you appreciation when i you know value what you've done mm-hmm. is there so it's a weird conversation and it, and you don't usually get much information usually they say i don't know tell me thanks and that's about all you get mm-hmm. um and to watch you know with the five love languages dr chapman talks about you know sort of watching what people uh do or ask for 
in the workplace, you don't have that many uh, situations of where appreciation is being shown. Um, and so you don't have a lot of data points. So it's really, that's why we developed the inventory. And what we do is give it to a group of people at once. So it, it sort of cr- avoids that weirdness of me just finding out from you one-on-one, right. but from us as a team. And in fact, one of the key things we've learned is that people want to know that they're appreciated and valued by their colleagues as much as by their supervisors. Mm. And so we really try to include everybody on the team because it's also too much sort of weight and responsibility just for the supervisor uh, to communicate to everybody. So we we spread that out. Absolutely. So so how do we get more information? How do we uh, delve into this so that uh, we can be a little more informed in our workplace? Yeah, so um, our sort of main website is just appreciationatwork.com, and it's the word at appreciationatwork.com, and there's information about the book. And actually, we just this week came out with uh, the latest revised version of uh, the book that has a a new chapter on remote and hybrid workers. But also, like I said, if they want to email me at yes, Dr. Paul, just Y-E-S-D-R-P-A-U-L, at gmail.com. I'll send them a sample report so they can uh, take a look at that. Absolutely fantastic. This kind of uh, research into how we behave with each other is always fascinating. And and it's always a great idea to Mm kind of learn so that it can avoid some conflicts. That's right. Absolutely. We want to really have our coworkers Mm -hmm. feel appreciated. And so... Yeah, I I really try to... Um, you know, our our work isn't overtly Christian because we want it to be used in the secular marketplace and the government. But, you know, my, my vision and goal is that the five languages of appreciation really become the tools to practically show the love of Christ uh, to our colleagues because we really have specific information of what's encouraging to them. And so I find that helpful. Fantastic. As always, thank you very, very much. And we appreciate your time. Appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you guys have a good day and stay safe out there.